1: Welcome to In Legal Terms from MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your rights. Our host is Professor Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. And uh, Professor Gershen, it's good to see you on Zoom and by phone. And we're so glad we have the technology to connect all together.
2: Well, it is great to have Zoom, and uh, good to see you as well. And, and always great to have Kelly Kyle on the show. Uh, Kelly has been a frequent guest. He's really contributed so much of this time. And, Kelly, uh, could you please remind us about your background and your areas of practice?
3: Certainly. And let me just say again, thanks for having me on. I think this makes about my fifth or maybe even sixth appearance, but it's always great to be with you guys. Um, I'm part of a law firm called Wynn and Associates, and uh, we are based here in Madison, which is where I am this morning, but we have an office down on the Gulf Coast at Diamond Head and also in uh, Hernando up in the northern part of the state. We even have an office over in North Louisiana where I grew up, but um, I've been practicing law about 29 years as of this month, and the last 11 of that has been in this exclusively estate planning and elder law practice. So.
2: Uh, that's, that's what I do. Well, it is great to have you. By the way, I want to wish anyone who is celebrating the new year today a Shana Tova, which is a happy year, good year. Um, and uh, so we are focusing on estate planning, and there are many online resources available for, for making a will. You know, so you, people come to you for an estate plan, but I think you know, with LegalZoom and, and Free Will and other platforms like that, Why should somebody use a lawyer instead of those websites?
3: Well, there's nothing that says that you have to have a lawyer uh, to write your will. But uh, I tell people if you are the type that would maybe uh, want to do do do-it-yourself dentistry, then you might want to do your own estate planning. Uh, You know, you can pull that tooth if you need to, but uh, it will probably go a lot smoother. It will probably be a, a lot less painful process. Uh, if you go see your dentist. So the same thing kind of goes along with um, do-it-yourself legal work. Um, wills are a, a very particular area of the law. Uh, we here in Mississippi have kind of a strict compliance uh, approach to those wills. You have to comply with all of the uh, formalities that are required for execution of the will. Some of those go back, I think, to years or more but the slightest little slip up no matter how inconsequential it can be can get that will tossed out of court and then the uh, net effect is that your your will is invalid and it's the same thing as if you had never written that will in the first place. Your family has to go through the process of what we call intestacy where the court has to determine who your heirs are uh... and how the assets get divided so uh... it's certainly better to come to someone that does these types of things uh... on a regular basis we think
1: this is one of our very most popular shows that's why we have attorney kelly kyle on so frequently if you have an email question send it our address is legal terms at mpbonline.org. If we can't answer your email question during the show, we do forward it to our experts, and they're usually extremely kind to give their time to respond to your email. Today, we're talking about wills and estates. We're talking about can you do it yourself? What information did you need to know? And our guest is attorney Kelly Kyle.
2: Yeah, you know, Liz. I think you know, as Kelly pointed out, I mean, it, it, there's there are a lot of ways to do it wrong. Uh, you can definitely do it yourself, but that's you know the, the and the thing is, if you do it yourself, you save money on the front end. But Kelly, would you agree that probably, if if you do it yourself but you do it wrong, it's going to cost a lot more on the other end? Oh,
3: certainly. Uh, the The cost of um, of fixing the problem on the back end is always a a lot more than what it would have cost to do it right the first time. Um, You know, again, you can do it yourself, but uh, you pay a little bit to do a will with a lawyer, but you get the benefit of the lawyer's experience. And um, you know, there are lawyers out there that have been doing it a few years that are very competent. Uh, There are lawyers that have been doing it for for 50 years uh, and can provide uh, great services as well, but what you get when you come to a lawyer for your planning is, again, making sure that all of the uh, requirements are met. Um, The lawyer can give you guidance on how to divide your assets, can uh, answer questions that you have and always will ask you questions as well to ensure that your will is drafted so that it's valid, so that it fulfills your final wishes. And if you have any of these complicated matters, like providing uh, care for family members that have long-term care needs, uh, whether it's a a younger child or or even a parent that may be dependent upon your care, uh, a lawyer can help you out with that. People that have um, small businesses that want to be sure that those get passed along uh, to the right heirs, uh, they can benefit from having a lawyer help them with their planning. Uh, on the other side of that, there may be family members that you don't want to inherit from you. And if you're going to uh, make sure that that plan is done exactly the way you want it to, you really need to get some good legal advice uh, and follow it in order to make that happen.
1: Well, our phone lines are full right now, so we're going to jump on over to Natchez and talk with James. James, thanks for calling into In Legal Terms today. What's your comment or question?
4: My question is, uh, thanks for having me on. I've been curious about this question for a while. I had an uncle that died on a Monday, and he didn't have a will. And everything went to his wife. Well, lo and behold, she died Wednesday of the same week. And they did not have any children. Where would the money go? And it was a a sizable estate uh, right at a million dollars.
3: Okay. Um, So has this estate played its way out through the court system, James, or is this something that's pending?
4: Uh, It played out. And what happened was I was just curious. Uh, all of my aunt's people uh, got everything.
3: <laughs> well, that is that is exactly what the law of Mississippi would have provided for. Wow. Um, I'm going to assume that uh, your aunt and uncle uh, probably owned everything jointly. Uh, the yep. real estate, home, other property was probably joint tenants with right of survivorship, which meant yep. that when your uncle died first, it all legally became her property. The bank account, the land, everything became solely hers. Mm -hmm. And then having no children uh, and then when your aunt died two days later only her side of the family would inherit exactly the way you described it. That's what happens when you die intestate without a will. Uh, The Chantry Court in Mississippi is the court system that deals with these issues uh, the chancellor, uh, someone filed a petition to open the estate. I'm sure it was somebody on your aunt's side of the family. Yeah. Uh, they filed the petition to open. They were appointed the administrator of the estate. Wow. They had to do something called a determination of heirs. Wow. And uh, all the process was met filing the summons uh, or, or publishing it in the newspaper having a hearing and the judge said, uh, yes, all of the uh, family members of aunt so-and-so are the ones that inherit. And it would have been the group of her family members that were most closely related to her. So if she had no children, uh, and I will assume her parents probably had predeceased, it would have gone to her siblings. And if she didn't have siblings, then it would have gone to their kids. Wow. Uh, and so that's just how it works. If you don't do planning, you get what I call the one-size-fits-all, one size fits none plan that the state of Mississippi has.
5: Wow.
4: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, that's the way it went, and I was just curious because she had relatives coming all out of the woodwork after she did. Yes,
3: yes, <laughs> we hear that very frequently.
4: Wow. Well, thanks a lot. But
3: that's exactly how the law provided, and, and it sounds like that's what was followed.
4: Wow. Okay. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you, James. We appreciate Kelly. you calling in.
2: Yeah, thank you, James. That's that's a great question. And Kelly, you know, um, that's why some states, you, you mentioned Mississippi doesn't do this, but some states have a survivorship requirement. you got to survive for 120 hours, which is functionally, you know, five full days. Right. To avoid that kind of situation where people die so closely together. But we don't have that in Mississippi.
3: That's right. And, you know, that was a very timely question because over the uh, Labor Day holiday, I was dealing with families or a family up in North Mississippi where uh, mom died, I believe, on September 1st and dad died on September the 3rd. But luckily, they had done some planning, they were clients of our firm. Uh, so everything went exactly according to plan, exactly the way uh, that, they, that they wanted.
1: You can send us your email questions to legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're discussing what information you need to draft a will. Want to know where you can get a form to create your own will? I'll tell you next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
0: It's an
6: expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction.
4: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org.
1: This is In Legal Terms. Not everyone has a chance to listen to our whole show live. So if you've missed any of our program, you can find it on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. The MPB Foundation, maybe maybe you're a member, they have partnered with Free Will to give you the ability to gather the information needed to create your will. If you go to the foundation's website, mpbfoundation.org, you'll see the link for free will. It's a free service that the MPB Foundation is offering, and free will claims it just takes 20 minutes to create or update your legally binding will. This morning, we're talking about drafting your will, gathering the information that's needed to either create it yourself or take all of that information and visit with an attorney. And our guest is attorney Kelly Kyle. We have quite a few phone calls, and we're so glad this is one of our most popular shows. So if a caller... Uh, finishes their call. That's when you know a line is free, and you can call in with your question. All right. We're first. We're going to go to Beaumont and speak with Sue. Sue, thanks for calling in to Unlegal Legal Terms today. What's your comment or question?
7: I'd, I'd like to ask the lawyer a question. I, I went to a lawyer and had a will made out, leaving my daughter house, two acres of land, and her name's already on my checking account and my savings account. So, uh, hoping everything will go smoothly. But after I got home and started looking at the will, I realized that the the lawyer had not specified said property, but didn't say anything about house and land. And uh, so I don't want to have to go through probate. So why why isn't that that mentioned in the will itself so that she won't have to go through all that? How can she avoid probate?
3: Okay, um, Sue, let me tell you, I listen to public radio a lot, and I know you're a very frequent uh, caller and contributor to all the shows, and I enjoy your questions, so uh, it's fun for me to be able to actually speak with you. Thank this you morning. <laughs> um, when you said you went to your lawyer, you had your will made out, um, and the will says that your house and two acres go to your daughter. Right. Um, that's really all that has to be put in that will, um, unless you own other real property that you would want to go to somebody else.
7: I didn't actually say those words, though, house and land. It said property, but it didn't actually mention, you know. It okay. shouldn't, shouldn't that have been mentioned specifically when I said house and land, not just property. Well, let
3: me ask you, do you have other children?
7: Uh, well, I do, but the, my daughter's going to be the one that takes care of everything, the one that left everything, to.
3: Okay. Well, if it said basically you leave everything to her, they wouldn't necessarily need to specify the house and two acres. It's enough to say I leave everything to uh, my daughter and that is enough. But um, you mentioned that you have her name on your bank account. So those will avoid probate. That won't be covered by the will. That will just automatically go to her. Um, but you mentioned wanting to avoid probate. And unfortunately, a will is not how you avoid probate. A will must go through probate. So there are other ways of uh, leaving something to your chosen person uh, and avoiding probate. One is called uh, a living trust. There are other types of deeds that you can do. Um, Mississippi, a couple of years ago, Uh, created something called a transfer on death deed. And it has some limited use, um, but it's maybe not as good as I think what the legislature hoped that that would do. Um, But you really should, uh, if your goal is to avoid probate, possibly consider establishing uh, a living trust or revocable trust uh, or looking at some other options, because if avoiding probate is your goal, the will is not going to do that. It will go through probate.
7: Oh my goodness! Why make it so difficult? You know. <laughs>
3: well, but thank you for your advice. A, Appreciate it's just it. It's the process that we have. Uh, probate is uh, what the law requires for to ensure that the right people get the assets to give the creditors the right to get paid. Um, And unless you take certain steps to avoid it, your assets will go through probate.
7: Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
3: Nice to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Sue. We appreciate you calling in. Next, we're going to Columbus, and Doris is on the line. Doris, thanks for calling in to, in legal terms, what's your comment or question?
5: Uh, My question? Hello? Go ahead, Doris. Yes. My question well, I have a question. My parents Let's hear it. my parents has my mother and father divorced. My father remarried. When he passed and his our stepmother lived about a year after he did. What was supposed to happen to his property and his uh Finances.
3: Well, um, it would depend on whether your father did any planning. If he did not, he did not. Your situation, all right, is going to be very similar to the situation that the first caller from Natchez related. Um, so, your uh, father remarried. He died first with him having no plan, uh, his wife, your stepmother, and you children, however many siblings you have with that father, you would have all been entitled to equal shares of his estate. That's what happens under Mississippi law when someone dies uh, without a, a will or an estate plan. So. Um, how now he says
5: his four children and a wife, so that's supposed to be divided five ways.
3: Okay. Um, yes, when your father died, anything that he owned solely would have gone to his wife, one fifth share, and then one fifth share to all of you children. But if if he and the wife owned everything together, then it would have all gone to her, and then would have gone to Her children after, or her next of kin after she died. So there may be some little bits of the question that I don't necessarily have all of the information on.
5: They did not have any children together. Well, she didn't have any kids at all. Okay, all right. And when they married, uh, my father already had a home. Okay. He did not. Well, work.
3: if he didn't put that in their names jointly, then that home would have, uh, like I said, been divided equally among the wife and you children.
5: Okay, what about the finances, the banking, and the uh, Well,
3: if they weren't um, joint owners on that, that would be the same treatment for that. But if his if name, name and her name, name were on it together, it would have all gone to her.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate.
3: it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Doris. We appreciate you calling in. I think may in.
3: have some some follow up to
2: that. Please do. Well, and just uh, Doris, I, and and yeah, I think uh, Kelly alluded. I think that divorce. Anybody that gets divorced really needs to really focus on the estate plan anyway, because uh, she mentioned the financials, and that could be a retirement plan. It could be a life insurance policy. And the law won't automatically retitle those things or or change those beneficiaries. So I have a terrible uh, story about uh, someone I know who died. He had been divorced for 20 years. He never changed the beneficiary on his um, retirement plan. And when uh, when he died, his former spouse, he had been married again, had a young child, his former spouse got his retirement plan. And that clearly was not what he wanted to do. So... You know, um, if you anybody that's involved in divorce really needs to go to a lawyer like Kelly or or someone to redo their statement.
1: That wise words. And uh, sometimes that's what I love about this show is that we'll have callers call in and relate their experiences. But we also have the expert advice. And if you would like to get some expert advice, we'd love for you to contact the show. Our lines are full right now, but you can always send us an email. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.now. Oh, I'm sorry. Legal Terms at MPBOnline.org. Let's go to Hancock County and talk with Jack. Jack, thanks for calling in too in legal terms. What's your comment or question with our guest attorney uh, Kelly Kyle about wills and estates?
8: Yes. Um, I'm married, have no children of my own, but my wife has four children from a previous marriage. And uh, while I want to take care of my wife, if I precede her, I don't want her to be able to give whatever money remains, which could be considerable to her kids. They've never accepted me or even, you know, a phone call in 30-some-odd years. So I have no allegiance to them and really don't want my hard work one assets uh, going to them. And I just wonder what are the best ways to protect those assets, even though I'm already gone.
3: Well, Jack, uh, your situation is not entirely uncommon. You know, a lot of times people lose their first spouse or uh, due to death or they uh, divorce and then get married later on. And uh, a lot of times, you know, it's not like the Brady Bunch. Um, there's, There's not a real smooth transition. Integration with those kids uh, from the other spouse's marriage into the family unit. So we see this pretty frequently. Um, your situation really calls for a trust because uh, you want to provide for your wife. If you're the first spouse to go, but you don't necessarily want her then to be able to leave everything uh, to her kids. So a trust would be the perfect vehicle to do just exactly what you're wanting to accomplish Uh, and that's something that my law firm does and you're in Hancock County. We happen to have an office there in Diamond Head that we've had for sixteen or eighteen years. So if you ever want to uh, talk with me about that I'd be happy Um, To do that, uh, you can find our information on the web. Our website is kyle, K-Y-L-E, dash, win, W-Y-N-N, dot com.
8: Okay. Uh, What what is the name of your firm in Diamond Head? It's called Kyle Wynn and Associates,
3: and we have an office right there kind of at the four-way stop right there in Diamond Head.
8: Okay, I know exactly where you're talking about. No problem. All right, I appreciate that. So that can be addressed. Absolutely. And, uh, can you tell me here, who, do, who would I see about setting up a trust?
3: Uh, you would meet with me if that's what you would like to do. My law partner and I both see clients uh, down there. Her name is Elizabeth Wynn. And uh, we both see clients in that Diamond Head office, but uh, either one of us would be happy to to visit with you.
8: Very good. I'll have to give your office a call then. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jack. We appreciate you calling in. We are talking today about what information you need to create your will if you're going to do it yourself, what information you need to take to a lawyer if you decide to go to a lawyer. And a lot of lawyers do a, specialize in will and estates. So you have lots of different options to help craft your after you're gone, instructions to the world. Email us your questions. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're talking with attorney Kelly Kyle about what you need to know to draft your will, whether it's by yourself or an estate attorney, whoever that might be. If you're interested in genealogy, You might be interested in seeing an ancestor's will. We'll tell you how you can do that next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast. That way you can hear the whole show. Start it, stop it whenever you like. I download mine to my phone, and then I can type in in legal terms. I touch the photo. I can subscribe. I'm notified when any new episodes are loaded up. This morning, we're talking about creating your will with our guest, attorney Kelly Kyle from Kyle Wynn & Associates. Now, this is interesting to me. I I do a little tiny bit of genealogy, but not much. But this is interesting. According to FamilySearch.org, probate records for many states can be found at the local county courthouse. The particular office of jurisdiction might be that of the probate court, equity court, register of wills, county clerk, circuit clerk, or others. Uh, gentlemen, we've, we've uh, got Professor Richard Gershon and Attorney Kelly Kyle. Have either of you ever had any experience with Snooping and looking at an ancestor's or curious uh, to to see anybody's will have just to go look at them. Very good. What I'm
9: going to do is put you on hold.
2: Well, well, you know, wills actually. With, yeah, I mean, you deal can look alive. Ri- let's start with let's Richard.
1: Richard, let's let's oh, start sorry. with you. All
2: right well I'm sorry I didn't know I, was, I but the wills I think you yes, I mean you can snoop for celebrity wills if you want does not have to be a relative uh they are public record, which I think you know one one of the things that I think Kelly uh wants his clients to do most often is to have a, a living trust probably to avoid probate and to 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 not have that that public view uh, that you have with a will that's one of the problems with probate is those documents are public record
1: kelly exactly. what what right. about and, you?
3: Well, I was going to say, I deal with people's wills so frequently on a daily basis, I've never really had the need to go around and uh, do any snooping and look at any others. But Richard is entirely correct. Uh, If you have a will and if it goes through probate, as it nearly most assuredly will, that document is going to be public record from here on out. And um, it's available, as you were saying, uh, in county offices in Mississippi. That is in the office of the chancery Clerk. And uh, you don't have to be a party to an estate to go in and ask the clerk to show you someone's will. Um, It's public record. It's available to anybody that wants to come in and ask for it. And of course, with Mississippi having our uh, electronic court system that we've had for, I don't know, 15 or maybe more years now, uh, you don't have to necessarily go to the court in person to get that information. You can go online. Uh, and get it. So yeah, privacy is a big part of doing a trust, uh, which is what we recommend for a good number of our clients uh, because they don't compromise uh, their privacy.
1: All right. Well, we are in Mississippi, but we've got a caller from Bethel Springs, Tennessee. Let's go to Dave. Dave, thanks so much for calling into In Legal Terms today. What's your comment or question?
9: Okay. Thanks for your program. I have a question about uh, my sister. I live in Tennessee. I know you're in Mississippi, but I'm just wondering if it might be universal information. She doesn't have any property. She's never been married. She doesn't have any valuable assets like any type of collections or anything. She doesn't own any property. And I'm a joint owner on her checking account right now. So my question is, does she need a will? I know it's, like I said, I'm in Tennessee and you're in Mississippi. But I wondered if that's universal information. Never been married, no kids, no property, no car, no anything like that.
3: Okay. Um, Dave, that probably is something that would I would answer the same way in Tennessee or Mississippi. I'm not licensed in Tennessee. My law partner happens to be, but she's not available right now. But um, if someone meets the description that you've just given that owns no real property, uh, no valuable assets, uh, really of any kind, Um, then a will probably is unnecessary, at least as far as distributing their assets. Um, If this is your sister, then you are probably deemed her next of kin. And um, Mississippi has a device called a small estate affidavit, where when someone dies without a will and they have limited assets, no real estate, um, bank accounts valued less than fifty dollars total, Uh, you can execute that small estate affidavit, take it into the bank, and um, the bank will generally turn over those funds to you. So um, if she meets all of those requirements, checks all those boxes as we say, then a will uh, probably would not be necessary.
9: Okay, I've checked at the bank already, and they said that as long as I'm joint ownership on the checking account, I don't need anything except a death certificate, then that would only be to remove her name, so I'm open that back.
3: You're exactly right on that as well. If you are yeah. a joint owner, when one person dies, it would be sort of the same way with a husband and wife. Um, husband and wife have their bank accounts jointly, he, excuse me, he dies. Now it's solely hers. So the same arrangement would work with you and your sister.
9: Right. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your information.
3: Good.
1: Thank you, you, Dave. We're glad you called in. Let's go to Lee County now and speak with Wade. Wade, thanks for calling into In Legal Terms today with our guest, Kelly Kyle. It's Wills and Estates Day. What's your comment or question? Hello. Hi, Wade. Thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question for um, attorney I, Kelly Kyle?
0: And I appreciate you taking my call. Um, my father passed away recently, and I am the closest living relative in the area. Uh, my brother has been estranged from the family um, at least 13, 14 years now. There's no, We have been unable to reach him. He's not reached out to any of us. My father passed away leaving only a warranty deed in my name, and um, this property has not been kept up. Um, I had some health issues and moved away to take care of that. So the property has grown up. It is, it, it, it's is—it's not something I could walk through, I'm sure. Um, I need to know how to arrange now that he's passed away. And like I said, the only document I have is a warranty deed. Um, and that was signed years and years and years ago, at least maybe 14, 15 years ago. So I need to know if just the property, there is no house on or no home, on the property anymore. It's three acres. I just need to understand how I get this moved into my name so I can sell it.
3: Um, Wade, let me ask you a question. You're talking about a warranty deed. Are you saying that your father signed that deed years ago uh, from him to you? Is that what you're saying? My mother and father
0: signed that warranty
3: deed. Okay, and they signed it over to you? Yes. But that deed has not yet been filed with the chancery clerk's office. Am I
0: right? Um, I believe they filed everything through the attorney when they um, when they did the process. I believe all that was through their lawyer. So I would assume. Okay. I can check and see.
3: Yeah, you should uh, check with the chancery clerk's office there in Lee County if that's where the property is located. But if mom and dad signed that deed conveying the property to you and it was filed, then as far as the law is concerned, that is your property as of right now. Um, right. Mom and dad may have done what's called a reservation of a life estate which would have given them the ability to live in that property for the remainder of their lives, would have given them the ability to uh, claim homestead exemption on it and benefit from the lower taxes on it. That's just kind of a uh, assumption that I'm making. But if all of that is how it took place, then that property now belongs to you. But you can check with that or check on that by going to to the Chancery Clerk's Office uh, in the county where that property is located.
0: Excellent. Well, that's a great place for me to start. I know a lady I went to go with there in the Chancery Clerk's Office, so that's a great place for me to start.
1: Thank so you, Wade. Good luck with that. We appreciate you calling in. Next, we're going to go to Neil. Who's on the road, Neil? Be extra careful driving, but we're glad you've called in. To, in legal terms, Neil, what's your comment or question for Attorney Kelly Kyle?
6: Hey, Kelly, uh, I'm gonna try to make this as simple as I can. But uh, I am a sibling in a a will or an estate, and I, I need to know or. I'm I need to know if I need to hire an attorney to make sure that everything is being done properly by the, the, uh, the, the estate, the person that's uh, executor of the estate. I have a copy of the will, but I can't remember if it's a trust or a will right now, but it basically states that that everything is split among siblings. And, and Let me explain. My, my mother and parents divorced when I was young, and my mother remarried. A gentleman, a super nice guy. I mean, everything was just between the family, him and my mother was great. But the siblings are in Pennsylvania because he grew up in Pennsylvania. We grew up in Mississippi, in Tennessee. So, we, you know, the distance, you, we've met several times, but they're just basically steps. It was We were all adults, 18, 19 years old when they married. So they lived in Chicago, got uh Retired into Charleston, South Carolina in a, Into a beautiful home in Charleston As you can imagine And my mother worked for 20-something years In this relationship uh, In the marriage And so it just so happens My mother passes away first Okay, and then maybe six, seven years later I guess she was 69 He was 78 or what And he, they sold the home And, and took him to Pennsylvania He was having some uh, issues in regards to being able to survive on his own. So he, he ended up in a retirement facility in Pennsylvania for maybe a, a year and a half. Uh They had sent all the siblings copies of these wills that said everything would be split uh, through equally, equal shares among siblings, okay? And so I've been getting emails on statuses and this, that and the other in regards to taxes that Pennsylvania might have that other states might not have in regards to states or what, but I'm fairly unfamiliar with it. But um, I was told that my mother's that this person was having trouble getting my mother's retirement. And then in turn, they, once they got to retirement, they would split it and give it to us, but they had taxes to pay. And my question was, well, you, you know, if you, <laughs> I don't want to pay taxes, my portion of taxes on my mother's for your portion or, or whatever. But I'm concerned if, it, if the whole thing is even being done properly or if COVID is causing a lot of these, uh, delays in regards to court or if they're given extensions or what in time frames or what, because I was told by the middle of August that I would have known something in regards to the disbursement of my mother's side. And the the person actually said, you don't mind if we keep my dad's retirement and you keep your mother's retirement. (laughs) And I'm sitting here thinking, well, that doesn't sound right. My response was, as long as it's proper and by the will, then I'm good. If do what they both requested within the will, and I don't know if it's if that is occurring. So what I'm saying is, is to be on the up and up. I don't want to be like the guy that screams and hollers of the family that that is you know loses relationships because they all fight over money, you know. But I just want to make sure that it's right and done right. right.
3: Um, Neil, this is a very complicated question, as you're already aware. um, It sounds like dealing with at least two generations. Your mom died in South Carolina, if I heard you correctly, and the stepfather in Pennsylvania. a couple of things I'll throw out there. You're talking about some retirement funds. Those would typically be handled simply by beneficiary designations and would not be part of the uh, probate estate. So um, those would not fall under jurisdiction of the probate anyway. Um, honestly, you know, if you want to be sure that your interests are being looked after then uh, getting someone boots on the ground there in that local jurisdiction would be a good way to go about it. I don't know um, you know anything about Pennsylvania inheritance laws or South Carolina for that matter. So I think my best advice to you would simply be get somebody there uh, who can review the records, pull the court file, and um, see what they can tell you.
1: Richard, r- remind folks on when it's good to uh, do a will yourself, and when it's good to have an. A, why why attorneys are necessary for will will situations?
2: Well, I, especially when when you're multi-jurisdictional like this, you need to, to think about. I think a trust in that case would probably even be better because you can probably then have it all uh, controlled by one uh, particular jurisdiction. But the other thing. Um, in terms of the caller's question about the taxes, retirement plans, you know, if they're not Roth retirement plans, they are taxable to the beneficiaries uh, when they're paid out. You have options. And I, my my uh, experience with retirement planning companies is they usually work with the beneficiaries for the beneficiaries to choose the option that's best for them. Uh, you know, uh, now you have to take out uh, the payments in 10 years in most cases, uh, it used to be you could extend the payments for the life of the beneficiary. Um, that, that was changed in 2017 with the tax cuts and job act. But um, so, I mean, those are those are that it's not unusual for that to be taxable uh, in that case. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree with Kelly. I think I, I think unfortunately uh, this person needs to uh, find a lawyer who is familiar with South Carolina and, and Pennsylvania law as well.
1: We are talking with Attorney Kelly Kyle today. We're uh, at the end of our show. I want to remind everyone that Kelly Kyle has been on the program before. We enjoy having his uh, expertise to ask you questions. If you can always, you can go back to listen to some of the podcasts he was on February 23rd of 2021, March 31st of 2020, and. November 26th of 2019, we're talking about what information you might need to draft your will. And we do want to remind our listeners that our MPB Foundation has partnered with Free Will to give you the ability to gather the information needed to create your will or to take your information to an attorney to get your will drawn up. You can go to their website, mpbfoundation.org. You'll see the link for free will. It's a free service that they're offering and they claim free will claims. It takes 20 minutes to create or update your legally binding will. You can either keep this yourself or you could take it to an attorney, any attorney that uh, specializes in will and estates to get your wishes out there or find out if a will or if a trust is right for you. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, Professor Gershon, what else do we need to know from our guest, Uh Kelly Kyle from Kyle Wynn and Associates.
2: Well, we want to help uh, Kelly or any lawyer that's doing the estate plan. What do you want your client, your potential client, your client to bring with them when they come see you and uh, to to help help them with their estate plan?
3: We send um, what we just call our items list to a client that calls in and asks for an initial estate plan consultation. We rely on a lot of checklists in our firm but that items to bring list includes um, copies of deeds to all the property that they own, whether it's here in Mississippi or in other states. Um, We need to know who they would want in charge of their estate. We need to know um, who they would want to inherit their assets. And of course, we always include uh, backups to those as well. You may know who you would want as your first successor trustee or your first executor, but there's really no guarantee that that person is going to survive you or be able uh, to serve in the event uh, of your death. So um, for all of those people, we need uh, full names and addresses and phone numbers. Um, In our uh, firm, we also uh, want to do other documents as well. A, A will is really not all that you need. It takes care of your property after you pass away. We also want to include at least uh, a power of attorney, giving somebody the ability to act over your assets in the event of your incapacity. And typically the same people you would list as a um, executor or successor trustee will be named in that power of attorney. We also want to do an advanced health care directive so that you're giving legal authority to someone uh, to make health care decisions for you if you can't speak up for yourself. And again, maybe it would be the same people that would be your uh, executor or your agent in your power of attorney, but you may have other people that are better suited for doing the healthcare decision making. So uh, those could be entirely separate people. But again, just the names and addresses and phone numbers and all of those sorts of things. But uh, again, we send out that items to bring list. It includes uh, a little bit of information about your financial situation. We tell people we don't need a detailed financial statement. We don't need balances to the penny. Uh, We just kind of need a rough idea of what you have. And um, like I said, that is the the first part after we do the uh, estate plan. We also give the client a checklist that tells them what they need to do to be sure that the estate plan is going to be effective. We have checklists for those that will be in charge uh, after the client's death. So Uh, You know, I'm a pilot as well, and we rely on checklists uh, very frequently uh, from beginning to the end of a flight, and that's just there to ensure that we don't miss a detail. So we carry that on over into our estate planning practice as well.
1: And a reminder that don't put anything in a will that you don't want everybody in the world to be able to look up on the Internet.
3: That's Certainly true. Uh we have a client that uh several years ago uh wanted to do a will instead of a trust. And uh you remember the Seinfeld episode where uh, they were celebrating festivus and they had the airing of the grievances. Uh this guy kinda wanted to do the same thing uh in his will and tell the children how they had all disappointed him. And uh luckily he was the first spouse to pass away. His wife survived, everything went to her. Um, So the kids didn't have to see that will. It didn't have to be probated, and uh, mom ultimately ended up shredding or destroying that will so it wouldn't be uh, known to all the family members.
1: Oh, goodness. Thank you. Kelly Kyle, this hour just flew by. We appreciate your willingness to come and help everybody in Mississippi or who listens on the Internet in the world to get their questions answered. Thank you.
3: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: That's wrapping us up for today's In Legal Terms. Thanks to Kevin Farrell and Jay White for helping us put together our show. And we couldn't do this without Professor Richard Gershon, who hosts from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. Please join us next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.